Get your fat ties on unless you wanna die. And you're never told to not do what you're told. You're never told to not do what you're told. You're never told to not do what you're told. 25 below, it's just too cold. Welcome to Bike Rides on the Radio. I'm your host, Dan, and among other things, I'm known to enjoy a good bike ride and some good music. Please join me in Through the Magic of Radio and the Power of Imagination. We'll tie these two seemingly unrelated interests into one. Let the ride begin. sung it if i had a had any kind of voice whatsoever that was emmy sunshine and the rain brand new cd family wars and as usual when we begin the bike ride the first song often points the direction that the ride will be going and this week that is especially true as we 
explore a brand new artist on the cutting edge in Emmy Sunshine. This is going to be a very special ride, folks. Stick around. It's long been a goal of the Bike Rides radio show to catch a rising star on their way toward the intergalactic outer spaces of success and sit them down on a bike ride to get in their headspace with a mobile recorder just long enough to capture some of that flair before sending them on their way with a little BR fan base booster engine and an interview experience perhaps like no other before or after they've finally reached that elusive golden apex. We've done this a lot with regional artists but 17-year-old Tennessean music prodigy Emmy Sunshine was the first real indie Dixie flavored southerner we've had the privilege of hosting and based on how it went at least from my perspective hopefully she won't be the last. The pressure was on me though as she'd just come off a trip from big-time Hollywood where Emmy, Emily Sunshine Hamilton to be exact, competed in the American Idol Finals. However, after watching the entire thing on TV, I've come to the conclusion even I might have a better eye for authentic flair than Katy Perry. As I've followed Emmy Sunshine's progress myself for over four years, and I booked this appearance over two years ago, but due to the pandemic, it took this long to reach fruition. And I'm glad it did, because it comes on the heels of her latest CD titled Family Wars. And yep, it's just as authentic, dark, and honest as the title suggests. But also therapeutic, if given the grace of an equally honest, deep listen. Emmy started performing as a busker with her already very musical family at the age of five. And it's literally been a long road of promotions, shows, and appearances. And her childhood experience has been rather uncommon because of this unique upbringing. As you'll soon learn from her story, she tells it factually, and it's clear she's been interviewed a lot. I promised, much to Emmy's liking based on the smile of approval I got back, that I'd at least ask some questions no other interviewer has. We discussed her career in music along the route, and afterward, Emmy sat down in the bike ride studio to flawlessly lay down three Stardust-loaded first-take acoustic ukulele tracks for us which are included in today's show. It was a hot, muggy August afternoon when we left the studio on bikes. Hank and I became a little alarmed when a tornado watch was issued 15 minutes before we saddled up. But Emmy and her manager, being the warm climate, hearty, storm-loving Tennesseans they are, insisted this added distraction actually made them feel more at home. So with a full battery in the recorder, a dark cloud building in the south, and trusty old Hank on radar watch, we were off for a ride through Austin, Minnesota, sometimes referred to as the other Austin. And we like cool things here too sometimes. Now I I started playing on the streets of Gatlinburg when I was seven years old. 
and I learned very quickly that I had to keep up my own stage presence to keep everybody entertained. And it got me very far. That's something I think that's very important as an entertainer. Just understanding that you have to cater to your crowd's needs and understand that they want to be seen by you. Something my mom tells me a lot. I'll probably um, do one that I wrote earlier this year called Teo and Tadora. And I started writing it um, because the two characters I came up when I was around 10 years old. And I absolutely did not think that that would ever come to anything, <laughs> of course. But uh, it did, and I wrote it with a friend of mine named Fish Fisher and my mom, Alisa Hamilton. And uh, we just kind of wrote off of this whole this idea of them not living in color and eventually finding um, new things and becoming open to new ideas of their world. They were drawn in only black and white Your world's so boring even rainbows look like stripes No dust, no do, just day or night No in between, just wrong or right Teo and Tadora Live in a world without color Thought they wanted more Oh, be careful what you ask for They heard the news that there's other hues Slip through the gateway for other views Saw some beauty, saw some ugly truths Introduced Teo and Tadora Live in a world without color Thought they wanted more Oh, be careful what you ask for Whoa. So many shades of things Gorgeous and complicated Did you anticipate all the bad with the great it's worse but it's better you're brave though you're afraid seven colored stripes now say oh antidora live in a world with so much color thought they wanted more oh it's charming what you've Early in 2021, Emmy made a difficult decision to try out for American Idol. Her budding talent was clearly enough to advance her from local tryouts to the big Hollywood stage. A dream many seek, but few ever get to realize. But after a couple of amazing performances in round one and two, she ran into some resistance from Katy Perry. And the dream was over. It was amazing seeing you come to life. Thank you. You can always be playful with your approach and your character, but it always has to be authentic. Mid-performance, you started to think about the whole performance rather than just like letting go. So, Emmy, I'm sorry to deliver the news. Unfortunately, your American Idol journey is over.
All right. So, Katie told me that I was not authentic. And that was something that made my fans very upset. And I think that it was a good thing, you know? It gets people talking. Any press is press in general, so... I think that, for me, it didn't bother me that much, you know, because I've always known who I am, and I, I'll continue to, so I'm not going to let one person tell me that I'm not authentic. Um, are you just sick of American Idol questions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I get it, though. People want to talk about it. Um, you know, at one point, I said something about how I thought that it was you know, difficult to be on that show for my own mental health and everything as well, because I felt like it was very, it was very hard to work with, you could say. Um, but, you know, I, I did it, and it's over now, and it's, it's a whole thing, but I'm glad I did, because I got to meet some great people from it. So maybe the American Idol dream turned out to be more of a dark cloud. But it's also a reminder that sometimes we just need a little rain in our lives. And as we continued the ride, a few sprinkles started to drop out of the dark clouds from the south. But we all championed on with the interview and the ride, as Emmy described more songs from her vast catalog of music that she later played in the studio. And there's another one that I wrote called A Hibiscus. I started writing that about a friend of mine that I met earlier um, this year as well. And I became friends with him. And uh, I'd never really had many friends in my uh, childhood. But it really this year kind of brought me back my childhood in a lot of ways. And it's basically my experiences with that. You call me sunflower And I call you hibiscus Your roots are planted in this town But I just seem to drift Something's lost in leaving And something's lost in stay but we wait for one another We won't let miles get in our way Hibiscus, I'm not who you need And the sunflower's not what she seems I've never had a friend who really cared And I did not ask for this I have to bear But the sunflower is pretty happy that you're here I'm a little blackbird In the shadow of the sun I don't want to hurt no one And you're a gentle blue jay Just finding you have wings Oh, you're loud and proud but you hear me So I can close my eyes and I'm pretty happy that you're here I'm happy that you're here I'm pretty happy 
think you might want to play? Um, there's one that I wrote called uh, Blue Skies when I was maybe 11 or 12, I think. I started writing that one um, just based off of my love of New Orleans and all of that kind of thing, I guess. Um, it's basically just uh, inspiration from being there. I think I was, it was around my birthday that I got to go to New Orleans. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. And I wanted to write something inspired by the music that I heard. Blue sky, sunshine, I'm missing you now. Blue skies, sunshine, ooh, I'm missing you now. I found porch, I've been watching our sidewalk for you to come walk in. Blue skies, sunshine, I'm missing you now. Bazibidi papa. Now that the blue skies had returned, figuratively speaking only, of course, in true bike ride's form, we steered them right back into the darkness. With rolling thunder in the distance, we rode into one of the most telling moments of the interview. As Emmy confessed her love for dark or even very dark lyrics, when we discussed her previous release, Ragged Dreams, and a song titled, Tennessee Killing Song. Yeah. The other album, Ragged Dreams, um, I did that when I was around 12, and I love that album. I, you know, I think it was a really cool Americana thing that we did at the time, and it uh, was a good experience, people that we got to work with, and all the musicians that I got to meet. I mean, it really kind of, kind of brought me into this whole new world of people that I got Tennessee to work with. Well, I am from Tennessee and I write murder ballads, so yes. <laughs> I write a lot of murder ballads and I have since I was very young. And I wanted to write things that were scary and gruesome and just morbid from a very young age. And I did. And I still do.
I think naturally when one hears Emmy Sunshine speak about her love for the darkness, the question emerges of the irony of her name. So now that we had at least one unique question answered, I unwittingly fell right back into the traditional journalism trap and, sly as I thought it was, asked Emmy about the obvious contradiction between her stories in her songs and her name. You mean my name? I get that one a lot. Um, yes, I do think that it is ironic. Um, I think it's funny, you know, I mean, they named me Sunshine after a friend of theirs, um, my mom and my dad. And, uh, yep, just, I guess they never thought I'd be a writer. She loved her kids, he loved his wife. The fire spread separated by miles. He held out hope in spite of fear till she was found with her daughter's knee. These mounds will always be my home. Though the embers took much away. For the sorrow there is hope and grace to end these mountains. All my rest in place. All my rest in place. All my rest in place. With the ride winding down, and somehow the storm holding off, I could sense Emmy's comfort level with the interview was getting better. So I went with perhaps a little less comfortable question. Emmy began performing at the age of five. So even at the young age of 17, she still has a 12-year storied career and has seen a lot along the way. I asked her, with the internet age and all the exposure she's experiencing, does she ever have to deal with obsessive fans? And the answer was 
pretty much what I expected. Except the last part, where she explains that it was actually worse when she was younger. On a touring sense or something like yes, that? Yes, I have encountered that many times on a touring sense and fan-wise. How do you handle that? As carefully as you can. I mean, it's, it's an awful thing, but you want to make sure that you're not going to offend someone right. or you're going to get them on your case or you're going to make them more obsessed than they already are. You know what I mean? Coming up your way, man. Cut across here, you can do it. That's something you have to be very careful about because right. you don't want them showing up where you live. You don't want them. Exactly. It's just, it's, it's a whole ordeal. Yeah. And sometimes um, authorities have to get involved and it's, and it's insane. <laughs> it's stupid. And I hate that it has to be like that. But so you've had situations where authorities have to get involved? Too. Yep, I have. Sadly. You know, people... I'm not surprised you. I have many friends who've had the same thing, you know. I'm, I have many friends that are my age and do the same thing I do and have to deal with the same stuff. But it's lightened up um, more so as I've gotten older. When I was younger, it was way worse. That's not comforting at all. No, not comforting, but it's better for me now. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> you know, it's... It's one of those things that, like, you take what you can get, even though it's awful that it has to be that way. short little home production track was off of Black Sunday 35 from Emmy Sunshine in the Rain released in 2013 when Emmy was just nine years old. As the ride was coming to a conclusion Emmy spoke of one more song that she wanted to include off of her latest CD again Family Wars. Well, um, there's one off of my latest um, CD, Family Wars, called Jonas Black, and I started writing that one. I was really... Oh, these cars go by. <laughs> I was really exploring with Jonas Black um, how, how my uh, melodies could evolve. And I was thinking about that um, quite a lot, I guess you could say. Um, but I came up with uh, a lot of different stuff then. But especially this, that song, Jonas Black, it just had a big impact on me. And it was just about this story that I came up with 
based on uh, real life events and fiction. But yeah, I want everybody to get to hear that one. It's um, something I'm very proud of. Warn you that there is no turning back. It's happened before, it'll happen again. Another nightmare is just around the bend. Oh, oh, Precious Jonas lost his life It's happened before Compassion guides your hearts to compromise It's happened before Riders and listeners, how you doing out there? Are you enjoying the ride with Emmy Sunshine? I hope so. We're very near the end of this week's ride. and If you're enjoying this and you'd like to explore more bike rides, archived episodes of bike rides are available at dansbikerides.com on demand. Bike Rides has been broadcasting for 10 years and all past episodes can be found on the website. Bike Rides is also available by podcast. You just get your favorite little podcasting app and search for Bike Rides. And Bike Rides is on Facebook. Just search for Bike Rides there too. But don't search any other social media. That's all we can handle. If you'd like to contact Bike Rides, send an email to bikerides.dan at gmail.com bikerides.dan at gmail.com And finally, this activity is made possible by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Southeastern Minnesota Arts Council thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Folks, as we all know, every bike ride is a little different, and this one was quite a bit different. But they all have one thing in common, a beginning, a middle, and an end, 
and we're coming toward the end of this one. But if you've enjoyed it as much as I have, please visit the web or the podcast for additional content including outtakes and one more song from Emmy Sunshine, a very young Emmy Sunshine. And when she finally does return to the bike ride studio, she'll certainly have some explaining to do why on her first visit she never played the bicycle song. I didn't discover it until after the fact, or I'd have demanded it. But it's on demand for you at dansbikerides.com. And it's a really good version. Also, the outtake content is very worthy as well. It was a fun ride. I had a great time. I felt like we all did. And that's what matters most to any good bike ride. Over the course of our ride and interview together, I noticed Emmy struggled a bit with eye contact, especially at the beginning. This surprised me a little, given her years of media exposure. But performing and interviewing are really two completely different animals, and our comfort level with one doesn't necessarily apply to the other. Certainly no one wants to hear or see me perform a song, but in the studio, as I sat directly across from her, and Emmy sang songs she and her mother had written together, and played her custom uke with such grace and professionalism, looking me straight in the eye until it was me who looked away from her. As 17-year-old Emmy Sunshine clearly demonstrated she owned the moment. On the last hill climb before returning from the ride, one of few such challenging inclines in an otherwise small, flat, Midwestern city of 25,000, we all got a chuckle when Emmy's easy-natured manager faked a call for paramedics as he dismounted and walked most of the way up. When we pulled up the driveway, Emmy's endearingly patient mother greeted us as everyone breathed a collective sigh, relieved that we'd just made it back ahead of the storm. Sometimes timing means a lot to a successful bike ride. We know this because of how many times we've been caught on the other side of that line and returned a little weather-worn. As I reflect back on the interview now, weeks later, I recall an unrecorded moment when I asked Emmy if she ever felt like she was missing out on anything, given the many pressures of a demanding career in the spotlight, especially at such a young age. To paraphrase her answer from memory, Emmy expressed she really didn't feel like she was missing out on anything, and that there are a lot of other interests besides music in her life that complete her as a person. And while her answer was clearly well thought out, and I have no reason to doubt it's true, I also know from personal experience, education, and observation in my study of psychology, what a very big impact our teenage years have upon us. And how most, if not all of us, never realize the potency of this nostalgic phenomenon until decades later when something perhaps as simple as a song on the grocery store intercom suddenly triggers these memories all over again. And the next thing you know, you're trying to hide your tears behind a box of brown rice in aisle six until it passes. By the time Emmy Sunshine and her friendly team left my house, the skies opened up wide and a cleansing rain began to pour. Hank and I waved the cab away as it drove off into the dark blur of the storm. Emmy sunshine and the rain. Sometimes timing is everything. We'll see you next week, folks, same time on the Bike Rides on the Radio Show.
yourself back is no way to fly and just staying where you're at only get you by now I ain't no a pool. You think success makes that harder? I think it makes some things easier and some things harder. I think it's just you got this but you don't have this, you know, type of thing. You know, it's there's less freedom in it. Yeah, but at the end of the day it has to be about the music and the message behind it, you know. Bells and whistles and all the fancy things come after. I wake up in red, white, and blue I was born with the freedom to do what I want to do It gets me thinking every time I turn on the news How blessed I am simply walking in my shoes Meanwhile in Afghanistan Stoned to death for teaching her little girl how to read. Big Brother was a casualty, something called an IED. Didn't know his death was buried in the sand. Meanwhile, in Woke up on the north side of the Rio Grande A song in my heart and a guitar in my hand With just enough money to go on and chase my dreams Why should I complain about anything?
lost I am Simply walking in my shoes Meanwhile in America Oh God! <laughs> but not so fast, freeloaders. If you'd like to hear the answer to that question, you may find it and more content at dancebikerides.com or from the Bike Rides podcast. Still not convinced you need more? Let's see if a sassy 11-year-old Emmy Sunshine performing at the Albino Skunk Music Festival can't convince you. I'm going. Give me some time. Don't rush me. I don't like to be rushed, Bobby. I'm getting a clock sign from your mama back there. That's why I was like, hey, don't talk to Bobby. Talk to your mama if you got a problem. She told me to hush a minute ago. I said, we're talking too much. Yeah, they're telling y'all to hush, not me. Oh. I know. bikerides.com to hear the conclusion of this amazing live version of Emmy's bike song. Well, congratulations, web riders and listeners, for hanging on for the extra content. Here's another eight minutes that includes outtakes and the bike song. Check, check, one, two, one, two, one, two. Check, 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 check. I'm good. I assume you, I think you sing a lot louder than you speak, right? Most people do. Yeah, I do. American Idol. Yeah. Did you ever get close enough to Katie Parade and smell the booze on her breath? Oh, God. <laughs> no, I did not get close enough to Katie Perry. Um, I don't think she wanted anybody to. <laughs> there was one thing that she said that made so many people mad. She um, continued to tell... Um, oh, God. She continued to tell me... <laughs> they're having a hard time. Okay, thank you. We'll pick up Katie on the other side of the town. Perfect. <laughs> or actually, the audio is pretty good in here, if you want to say. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about that. Perspective, you know? Yeah. TV audience. That, sorry if that's jumping on It's having a little bit of trouble, but it's making it. It's, it's good. It, whenever it does that, just adjust this a little bit. Okay, cool. Bit, okay. Gotcha. All right. Last hill, bud. Oh. You got it. Take your time. You ever see yourself 
doing something different? I did when I was younger. I wanted to be a mortician. I wanted to be a mortician and uh, a little bit older, around 12, I wanted to um, study in psychology. Oh, really? I did. <laughs> You're fine. No. Okay, I promise I won't include anything you said on the interview except what you just said. Yes. <laughs> it has to be added. <laughs> I want the paramedic part. No, just the Italian. Can you call the paramedics? It's just so funny. There's a spam museum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the biggest thing in Austin. Mm, cool. Yeah. Well, I worked in the factory for 10 years and. Yeah, that's enough. I saw enough spam. That's understandable. Yeah, I, I don't go to the museum. <laughs> Pays a lot of bills, they say, so whatever. But yeah. It's not what I really want to be known for. Yeah, I don't think anybody's passion to spam. It's unbelievable how many people are passionate about it. Really? It's unbelievable. That's insane. Yeah, right? This place, like this place is our biggest tourist attraction. They, keep, they come every day. It's crazy. Isn't it? Can you imagine? Sitting in California, you're looking through brochures, and you're like, hey, honey, how about this fan museum? I know. <laughs> it's so odd. Okay, web riders and listeners, thanks so much for joining us here. We've come to the last song of Emmy. And I would just ask Katy Perry, what could be more authentic than what you're about to hear? 11-year-old Emmy Sunshine owning the Albino Skunk Music Festival in Greer, South Carolina. Me. <laughs> I don't like to be rushed, Bobby. I'm getting a clock sign from your mama back there. That's yeah. why I was like, hey, yeah, don't talk to Bobby. Talk to your mama if you got a problem. She told me to hush a minute ago. I said, we're talking too much. <laughs> yeah, they're telling y'all to hush, not me. Oh. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. Well, you've heard of us staying some most that's a slow word.
Thanks for riding along, Austin. Mankato. Emmy and Alicia Hamilton. And Bones. <laughs>